0: What's going on, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. Today, we have a special guest. I've been following this guy for a couple of years, uh, just kind of looking at his story. Finally reached out to him a few weeks ago. I said, I got to get you on my podcast. This is going to be inspiring to a lot of different people. It's, It's one of those stories where, it lets you know that you have no excuse but to be successful. So let's welcome Lamont to the call. What's up, my brother? I'm
1: good, sir. I appreciate you first and foremost. I truly appreciate you inviting me into your into your office, into your area, into your space to bless the community with my story.
0: So I appreciate you first and foremost. My well, man, it's a it's a pleasure, bro. Um, I'm like I said, I'm inspired by this whole thing, man. Yeah. Now I reached out. You, I was silently. Watching everything you was doing for a few years, mm-hmm. um, I think we've been friends on Facebook for at least five years now, if not longer. If not longer if not than not that, longer, yeah. And I've been silently watching everything that's been happening, man. And I, I you put out a workout video uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. I want to say, and you kind of talked about that journey. Then you you updated that journey back in like December or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this man is losing weight. In a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and I, I, I said I got to get you on this uh, it's podcast. Extremely
1: difficult, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my God is difficult, but God, if I put God foremost, that's right. First and foremost, in everything that I do, man. And just to talk about my story and how I became the wheelter. Yeah, man. Tell everybody a little, a little bit about yourself, bro. Yeah, I've actually been in the real estate space since 2004. Got my license. In the worst time to be in real estate, 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. But I was really doing well for myself. And I was doing well because I was working with so many investors at the time that they were getting homes for pennies on a dollar. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't thinking maybe I should grab some of these properties, but I was so excited to sell it to these individuals. So I was like, I'll take it from that aspect. So, you know, you look at stuff when you get older and I'm like, man, this is what I should have been doing. And uh, I actually got my license, my broker's license in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Two thousand ten, I was in a car accident, heading to my son's last sonogram. Oh man, yeah. And I actually had my baby girl with me, which she was eleven months old at the time. And typically, when I hear a voice, I don't listen. Right. Very hard headed, you know what I mean. And that day, he said, "Take that girl to daycare," because I was going to take her with me to see a little brother. And then I was going to go show a property. Something came to me and said, "Take it to daycare." I took it to daycare, talked to the staff, had them laughing and joking like I do, and headed to my my uh, son's last autograph on Georgia 400. I was talking to my father, which is my father, my best friend, Mm -hmm. my role model, my hero, still to this day.
0: Sitting right out there,
1: sitting right outside the door, right now, and uh, you know we were just talking about welcoming the next. McLeod man mm-hmm. the next generation of the McLeod and man I, I honestly don't know what happened mm. it was raining and the truck just turned I was driving the 2006 Nissan Armada and the truck turned on me and so you know if you if a truck if a car spins out grab it turn it to the spin right. and it should correct it but I'm, I'm thinking the momentum was too great so I hit the median when I hit the median the truck then turned around And I hit the median from the back. Once I hit the median from the back, I slid across the four lanes. And that's when it rolled on the shoulder. So when it stopped me and I was laying flat on the driver's side window. Yeah. And the interesting part is my driver's seat broke. And the seat that my baby girl sat in, the one that I had just dropped out in, it broke in two. Wow. So I was more devastated looking at her seat than actually thinking about my current condition. Right. Because I'm saying to myself, had she been in here, there's no way she would have survived this. It
0: could have been ugly, man. It could have
1: been very ugly. And a gentleman by the name of Terry Poole, I never met him. I actually read his name in the accident report. He came to my aid. He climbed down in the truck and tried to render assistance. And he stuck his hand down. I'll never forget, I did not lose consciousness. He reached his hand down. He said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right." And I went to move. I said, "Something, something I'm, so I'm not right." Right. So he climbed down further, and he stuck his hand out again. He said, "Let you know, let me grab your hand." I couldn't move anything, and at that point, I realized all I remember saying, "Oh, oh God, I'd have messed up." Mm. And so that day, man, that event. It took them an hour and 47 minutes to cut me out of the truck. Wow. Hour and 47 minutes, yes, sir. And so, and I remember the EMT lady. Man, this lady, if you're going through anything, that's who you want to calm you in the situation. She really had me feeling like everything was okay. Relax, Mr. McLeod. Everything is okay, Mr. McLeod. So I was really feeling like all was well. Very far from being okay. So, man, I actually went to the trauma hospital in Alpharetta, Georgia, no Fulton. No mm-hmm. And there, I coded. I coded because when you don't have core muscles, it's hard to call for a phlegm. Right. So I was trying to call for a phlegm and I actually coded. But thank God they, they were able to bring me back. It wasn't my time. And at the time, you know, of course, I had no idea why he allowed me to stay. So fast forward, man. I stepped away from real estate because in those early years, right after the accident, I was A, terrified fighting for my life mm-hmm. because I didn't know what was going to happen if I was going to survive. And definitely, you know, real estate wasn't even on my mind at that point.
0: How long were you out, out of the real estate business at that point? Um, at the accident? Well, from,
1: from, from the time of the accident. From the time of the accident until getting back in, I was out for five years. Five years. Five years total. Got it. And during the time I was in the hospital, man, my son was born. He was born that March of... The, I mean, the February of the following year. Mm-hmm. And I came home that March. But I was able to video chat with his mother to actually see him be born. Got it. So I, that was my first experience seeing William McLeod II, which I named after my father. Mm-hmm. The greatest man I know.
0: That's right, yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you have two kids? Three. Three kids. Yeah, my
1: oldest is now 16. Got it. Yeah. And my youngest... um daughter's 12 and my son is 11. Got it, got yeah. it, man. And that's that's the source of my strength. Like, that's where you pull it from. I, I, I pull from them because in my opinion, this, now I don't know if it's just going to work, but I say if I never show them, give up. If I never show them something is too difficult, then they can never come to me with an excuse and say, Dad, this is too hard. Because I'm going to pull out receipts and say, you remember what your father went through. That's right. I showed up to every event. I showed up to every every anything that you were part of. Mm. And I cheered the loudest. And
0: I never showed give up. Goosebumps, man. Yeah. Goosebumps, bro. Yes, sir. So at the end of the day, man, and this is exactly why I wanted to have you on the show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, again, I think it's gonna inspire a lot of different people. So it's gonna inspire your kids. Yes. Number one. They're already inspired, but then like you said, look at those receipts showing up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're doing this, what's what's the excuse that everybody else might have? Or what's going to prevent people from... I think sometimes people are a little too comfortable. But what what excuses do you see people having and not succeeding in what they're trying to do? I would say it's mindset first. Mm -hmm. Because if a person doesn't have that
1: mindset to want more, to want to change their current circumstances, then they are stuck in a comfort zone. Because... I had to realize I had to get uncomfortable to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Right. And, you know, everything is not circumstantial. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're given a choice and sometimes you're forced into it. And honestly, man, I got back into real estate because I I was divorced. Mm -hmm. So I went from being comfortable being married to being divorced. to now what am I going to do to survive? Mm -hmm. So I was forced back into real estate. And I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I wasn't sure how my future clients would perceive me in the wheelchair. Right. So, God allowed me to
0: get that first deal. So let's talk about that, man. Mm-hmm. You 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 started in two thousand four. Correct. You you uh, were licensed in two thousand and nine. So you were investing beforehand. Well, no, I was an agent in two thousand four. I got my broker's license. Broker's license. Okay. So you waited five years to get your broker's <laughs> license. Uh, when did you start investing? I started investing when I got back, and that's when I started okay. wholesaling. Um, so about five years after the accident. Okay, so so let's look at this now. You became a broker. The accident happened. That kind of set some things back. Got a divorce. Went through some family stuff. Mm-hmm. Then after, what made you start looking into real estate again? Again, it was uh, it was a fight or fr- fight or flight, I-
1: and it was either I was gonna. Succumb to the circumstance, I was gonna rise up and show my kids that you know Mm. the father's gonna overcome anything that's thrown at
0: me. Strong. Yeah, strong, and I I love that. that.
1: There was no other way. Love it. Because my kids didn't care about the wheelchair. They still wanted Nikes.
2: Mm. You know what
1: I'm saying? So I still had to feed them. I still had to clothe them. I still had to keep a roof over our head. You know, so that's what gave me the strength to, okay, we can go back into the business. And that first deal actually gave me the confidence that I needed. Cause I did so much work behind the scenes mm-hmm. and I was very apprehensive about meeting the clients. And when I actually met them, they were like, wait, you're in the wheelchair. And I said, yes, with confidence. And they were like, wow, I had no idea. And I told them, I said, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted you to see my work ethic first mm. because if I had met you first, then that could have potentially given you an excuse to say, maybe he's not capable. Mm.
0: Love that, man. So you you found the motivation, mm-hmm. and like you said, the the reason why, right? So you you had a bigger purpose than Absolutely. than yourself. And one thing I tell people on this channel all the time: you guys know this. I talk about having a big a, a, a reason that's bigger than yourself. The because if you rely on yourself, if your reason is wrapped around you. Then you have an excuse not to succeed because you can you can let yourself down, right? But you can't let other people down. Could not. right? So you need to have that big enough reason outside of yourself mm-hmm. in order to be able to accomplish anything that you want. So you made your kids your reason, yeah, and my father, and your dad, and my father. So those are your reasons. Absolutely. How deep is that reason? How how deep are those? Like how, how deep does do those roots go? Can can I can I side note for a moment? Absolutely. Okay. Let me tell you how powerful God
1: lays out your journey. My father sustained a span of spinal cord injury in 2009. Wow. Well, he Same was, uh, year? No, the following year. My, following 2010, year. Yeah, my, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, stage four, April 2009. Mm-hmm. So she then passed away. So at the end of 2009, I was back and forth between Georgia and North Carolina because my ex-wife, we're ex-wife mm-hmm. now was pregnant with our daughter. So I was in Georgia a few days, coming back to North Carolina to check on Mom Dukes. Because, you know, my parents, that's all I had. So Georgia, North Carolina, right? So while we are nursing my mom back to health, I get a call one day from my father's phone. And I'm like, what's up, Pops? And the gentleman said, no, it's not your father. Like, what was this? He says, your father just got hurt. So I need you to meet him at the hospital. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, you can't tell me that. I need to know exactly what happened. Right. He said, well, I don't know the details. Meet him at the emergency room. So, man, do you know when we got there, found out that my father was paralyzed? Oh. We had spinal cord surgery 365 days to the day apart. Wow. He had his spinal fusion November 9th, 2017. I had my spinal fusion. 2010, November 17th. Wow, man. That's incredible. Yeah. And the interesting part is, man, he was working at the time. So this put him in retirement. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea what, you know, what What was behind it. I mean, because he started walking after four days. Yeah, he started gaining mobility back in four days. But see, now in hindsight, God took him out of work so he could be in position to assist me. Yeah. Because after the divorce, man, he came down to Georgia and he was there full time. So, and he lives there now. Yeah, he's there with me now permanently, making sure the day to day. So when you see the workout videos, when you see me showing properties, that that's your that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. Now, as far as the the, the workout regimen is concerned, man, so you, when did you start working out again? I started working out probably around 15 or 6. No.
1: Probably around 2017.
0: 2017. Yeah. Okay. So you started back in business, 2015, 2015. Yeah. Right. And then 2017, you started exercising the again. I wonder why. Why is that? You know, I'm big
1: on faith. Mm-hmm. And so I ran across a scripture that said, faith without works is
0: dead. Faith without works is dead. That's right. And so
1: all these years I've been praying, Lord, bless my body, heal me, restore me, place me back on my feet. And it came to me, it was like, I don't I don't see the work behind it. Mm. I hear you, but I don't see what you're doing. So I got in the gym, and it was very interesting in my first Faithful day, faith Faithful that works is dead, man. Faithful that works is dead, yes, sir. I went in the gym the first time, and everybody was looking at me like, what is this dude in this chair going to do? And you know me, I turned it out. I, I blocked you out put it all in. the lights and cameras, and I just went to work. And so that is, I mean, people in there would come up to me all the time. Yo, sir, I'm so impressed by you. And then they would come and bring friends friends and family, and we would all just be working out. Mm -hmm. Because
0: like I said, if I didn't put in the work, then I wasn't going to reap the benefit. Now, back in December, you put out a video on Facebook. Yes, sir. And it's showing you exercising. And you can see a noticeable difference by April. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, How much weight did you, would you say, you lost within that time frame? That's another interesting point. I'm not able to weigh. So you won't even know. I have no idea.
1: The interesting thing. You can see the difference though, man. Yes, sir. Noticeably, I can see it on my clothes, activities, you know, a lot more energy. Only two times I get to weigh myself. Mm -hmm. When I'm in therapy or if I go to the emergency room. Mm -hmm. I try to stay away from the emergency room. That's right. So what I I will be thankful for at this moment is just seeing my clothes getting bigger. Mm. You know, seeing myself able to have a lot more upper body movement because, man, a quadriplegic. We don't have core muscles, mm-hmm. so when you see me doing those crunches, that's straight horsepower. Wow, that's willpower right there.
0: So, what's the correlation between exercise and business? Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. And what else? There's there's another thing I'm looking for. To my uh, what, to my my no days off. No days off. And I feel like if you exercise, it disciplines you to be able to do anything. Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so I did natural bodybuilding for years. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, my entire real estate career I've been doing natural bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So I eat right. I um I probably eat right seven, eight months out of the year. Okay. The way I supposed to eat. Okay. <laughs> and then I exercise religiously. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's just my thing. I've been doing it for twenty something years. I've been working on my whole life. Okay. But my point is, um if now, back in 2004, I was Mr. New York City. Oh, okay. Right? A lot of people don't know that. I, yeah. I, I don't really tell that story that much. I, I, I got my pro card, Mr. New York City, uh, back in 2004 in IMBF. So, I went from a, from a uh, amateur league to a pro league, WMBF, uh, back in 04.
2: Okay.
0: And that was all natural,
2: uh-huh.
0: right? Now, I felt that if I can do that, if I can diet for six months, eat right, it takes uh, discipline to be able to do that. Then I can do anything in business. And I'm kind of feeling the same way with you. When you exercise, yeah. if you see the clothes getting bigger, mm-hmm. you did this in a wheelchair, man. Right? So does that help you succeed in business as well? You know, like like I said, my motto is I just have to figure
1: it out. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got in this wheelchair, I had to relearn to live mm. and do everything all over again. That's willpower. It, it was straight willpower, and it was God just showed me a way. Mm. Like because I'm, I know because I'm a talker, I'm a people person. Like I'm not the type of person to sit in the room and, oh, oh, well, this is it. I'm just going to settle and sit here. No, I had to figure it out. So I take that into the gym. I take that into work, and people just love the energy that mm. I bring to. The real estate and the workout because in my community, man, a lot of people give up. You mean in the wheelchair in the community? Wheelchair community. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many people get up because you don't know what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. When the voice came to me and said, I need to see some work, I went to the gym. I don't have dexterity. Mm. So I do contracts. You know what I'm saying? Like they have some special gloves that I'm able to hold onto the equipment. A lot of the- man, look, my daughters help me do my contracts.
0: Look at that. And now they learn. They learn. the business. State law, Absolutely. Absolutely, man. But in the moments that they aren't able to, I'll pull to the laptop. You gotta figure it out. And I
1: pick. That's right. I pick. I'm like, I, they are expecting something of me and I have to
0: produce. That's right, I man. I can't
1: tell them that, oh, I'm not capable of typing. No, I had to pull up to their laptop one day and figure it out. Yeah. So that's what I did.
0: So again, this all boils down to the the, the main reason, right? And if you, for you guys watching, again- I tell you this all the time, your reason why has to be bigger than yourself. It has to be bigger than yourself. Because if your reason why is bigger than yourself, you'll never let the person down that is relying on you, right? Versus yourself, you're gonna it's easy for you to make excuses. So dig dig deep. You may not be in the same circumstances as Lamont, but there's something going on that's preventing you from succeeding. You have to find out what that reason why is. Once you understand what that reason is, it has to be a big enough reason to make you want to do whatever it takes to prevent from being at zero, let's just say. Let's say it's a financial issue. Most most financial issues aren't big enough reasons to... Uh, well, they can be, but most of the time, financial reasons are not reasons that's going to help you um, get that drive that you need from my personal experiences. But... You might have a different reason that's going to help you to create that financial situation to get you as far from zero as possible to be able to uh, accomplish anything that you want. So you got to find out what that reason why. It's probably not going to be financial, but I'm not going to steer you that way because it can be. Um, maybe your lights were shut off and you got kids. It, 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 it's not the the financial issue, the lights being shut off. It's the fact that you had to bring your home home your kids home to no lights on. Does that make sense? Right? So with me, I remember one time I walked into, into the house and I was pretty successful at this point. Um, I made my first million by the time I was 25, right? From 21. Wow. Okay. Um, and I started in real estate in 2002. Mm -hmm. Within five years, I, I made a million bucks. Right. And this is coming from the projects. Right. Um, super successful. The market shifted. And I wasn't ready for it. I didn't know. like This was my first market shift. Kind of like the people who got into real estate in 2015. And now today, they're trying to figure out which way to go, right? right. So thankfully, this is my fourth market cycle at this point. So I kind of know how to maneuver the markets, mm-hmm. right? So um, 2009, my cousin was murdered in Veniceville, South Carolina. He got shot. Somebody tried to rob him. They shot him, murdered him. At that time, the market has shifted and I wasn't doing too well financially, right? I walk, I come, in, come into the house one day. This is coming from South Carolina, back to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. going to the house and the lights weren't cut on. And my wife is, I, got, I have a daughter and I have, and I have a kid. Now, this is coming from making like a hundred grand a month down to scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to figure out how to pay the bills, right? And I'm known as the guy who, who was making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like that drive. It wasn't about the money for me. It was about the reason why. Mm-hmm. My kids, my wife. You know what I mean? She's pregnant. We I can't have this. Within eight months, I was right back to where to where I needed to be in order to really take things to a different level. I had six figures within eight months. So again, it's the reason why, it's the purpose. It's the no excuse making. And you're doing it, man. You're living proof of that. Yes. Right. Your circumstances, uh, you can take your your story and your circumstances and you can say, okay, this is, these are my circumstances. I got to live with this. You know, I don't feel like doing this today, but you have a big enough reason why. And that's what keeps you going, right? You know, you, you honestly have to be proud of your
1: wounds. Mm. You got to be proud of your wounds for two reasons.
0: Proud of your wounds. I'm
1: proud of wounds. your wounds. And two reasons. One, they shows your strength. Shows how strong you are because you don't know you're strong until you have to be strong. And it also shows that you survived. Mm. Everybody has gone through some type of storm at some point in their life. And your success rate is 100%. That's right. Because you're still here. That's right. Still here. So all you have to do, just like when you're driving and you're facing the storm, I don't care how bad it is, don't pull over. Because this is going to rain right there on top of you. Just slow down, be careful, and drive through this. Keep moving forward. Because the difference between myself and a lot of individuals is the fact that you see my wound. Mm-hmm. You see it. But yours could be mental. Mm. You know, and if it's mental, a lot of times they say mental wounds are a lot worse because you don't see them and they could last a lot longer. So that's the difference, man. You just see what I've gone through. But you come in, you smiling, you know,
0: worked out, but I have no idea what you've gone through that day.
2: Mm. So I love that's it. That's it.
0: You just got to be proud of it. That's awesome, man. I, I really I appreciate that part because this can be for anybody. Yes. A mo- majority of people are not in a wheelchair. Right. But they have a wheelchair mentality. Absolutely. Right? And that wheelchair mentality is holding people back. Yes, sir. And our job here today on today's podcast is to help you break through that wheelchair yes. mentality. You know, because there's really no excuse. Do you, do you believe in excuses? I don't. I do not. No such thing as excuses, no right? No. Because if you just take action, then you can remove the wheelchair.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? But so we both know what the hardest part is. Well, it's, it's getting First started. Step.
1: Getting started, First man. First step. Once you start something, then you're like, oh, it wasn't as difficult as I thought. That's right. You, know, you start producing results, then you go harder. Mm. And so now you have something sustaining. That's right. That's going to continue for you to work harder, continue to grow, continue to evolve. Because every industry that you're in, that I'm involved in, that all of you all are in, is forever changing. Mm. So we just have to know how to navigate, how to grow, and how to find a way not to give up. That's that's what it's about.
0: That's right, man. So let's provide some practical steps for our listeners to break through the change. Now you're you call yourself the the wilter. the wilter. I love that. Yes sir. I love that man. You gotta you gotta like patent I'm that working thing or something. On
1: that. I'm working on that trademark, yes sir.
0: Wheelchair realtor. Yes sir. Wilter you like to spin on that right? Yes sir. But um let, let's provide some practical steps from standpoint of somebody who's afraid to to take action and to succeed in. You know, maybe a three-step process. What do you feel? What helped you? Like when you, when you, I'm sure there was a time when you you had immobility and you felt I don't know what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. But I should probably ask that. Was there a time that you felt like I don't know if I could do this? Yeah. And what helped you to take
1: action? Very easy. Again, when I was married, I had that shield. I'm like, I know she's going to be there to make sure that all is well. But when that band aid was ripped off, it was like, okay, you got to eat. So all the fears, all the apprehension that I had, it was like, okay, you're going to find out what you are made of now Mm. because you got to go and get it yourself, which I'm actually thankful for. I'm actually thankful. Everything is a blessing, a a lesson, and a blessing Mm. because had she not left me like that, then I wouldn't have always been shy and stayed behind the scenes when I've never been that type of person. So my reason for getting out there is because I needed to eat. I needed to make sure that the roof stayed over my head. Yeah, That's I mean, right. It goes back to your why. You have to find out. And I was forced. Again, it wasn't a choice of, well, you have the option. No. It was either get out here
0: and get it done, or you're going to start. You, I feel like... Um... And just to add to that, you know, I feel like a lot of times when people have their back up against the wall, they 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 jump at you like like the like a rat almost. I it's probably not the a rat is probably not the best term to use, but because a a rat has neg- a negative connotation to it, so, but they'll jump if you corner a lion into the wall, yeah. a lion is that's probably a better better example. So, yeah. A lion is gonna jump at you right, right? So it's the same thing. Um when your back is up against the wall, Maybe life is too comfortable for most people mm-hmm. who don't take action, right? Right. But when life actually happens and they they need to make something happen rather than wanting to, mm-hmm. the need is what's going to bring out that catapult reason why forward, yeah. and catapult you forward. Yeah. Fail forward too, man. That's it. And that's how I look at it. Anytime oh. I attempt
1: something that doesn't work, Oh, I fall forward. Mm-hmm. I fall forward and I pick myself up. That's right. And I learn from that experience and I know what not to bring to the table the next time. Mm-hmm. And then also looking at your back in the corner, that's support. That's comforting for mm-hmm. a while. But when it's time to come out of that corner, when it's no longer comfortable, then you just have to make
0: moves that you didn't think that you could make. That's right, man. Yeah. That's right. Rondell, he asked me um, several times, why don't I do certain things that although you know, I'm, I'm going to put it out there, Other millionaires would do, mm-hmm. right? And it's, a lot of it is because of the experiences. I think the experiences you go through make you the person you are. Agreed. Right? So I bring them around other millionaires and you, you've experienced this before where they live just like me, right? Um, they, they make plenty of money. You would never know what they had though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of that could be a crutch though. How do you feel about that? Honestly, man, I want to be
1: in circles of what I say corner. I don't trust that many people. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say corner. I want to be in the corner where I'm learning something always. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm the one that's always bringing knowledge, I don't have room for growth. That's right. So I only want to hang around individuals like that that are going to teach me something. Yep. Because I don't want to be around you and your flashy things Thank you. Just to be excited about you and your flashy things,
0: and that's the same thing with uh, social media, bro. Yeah. Like that's why I encourage. So my my channel is not based around like the content I put out is not really based around uh, flash. It's information, right. right? This is the information that's going to help you to get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But you'll never. I don't flash what I have in front of people mm-hmm. um, to get them excited to. Buy my stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Understood. i I want to provide value to people mm-hmm. so that they can know that this is, it's not based on a, on an emotional, uh, people don't make emotional decisions to follow my content. Yeah. They know it because they need it.
2: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they follow it, because they need it. The fish mentality. If you yeah. teach me how to fish,
1: then I'll always be able to eat. That's right. You supply the fish. One day I can stall.
0: That's right, man. So yeah, so information is power. Absolutely, yes, man. Sir. So step number one: have that reason why. Best part: you have to have your reason why. So what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna help you to take that first step? Then step number two: you have to overcome the fear. Mm. You have to get out of your own head.
2: Mm.
1: Because in your own head is where you're trapped. Is no one is you versus you. <laughs> Ten words that are difficult. What do other people think about my success? Mm. Yeah. The people we get caught up in the beginning like, what will others think? You need to get in the quiet place and be still. Have a conversation with yourself. And you just need to go out there and make it happen. Overcoming that fear, getting out of your own way is step two.
0: Love it, man. What about step number three?
1: Let's go to work. Take action. Got to take action. Because, again, planning forever gets you
0: nowhere. You got to go out and produce. You got to go out and perform. That's right. Yes, so, we, So we got step number one, have that reason why. You must. Step number two. Get out of your own head. Step number three. Take action. Take action. Yes, sir. And those are the three things that you personally use in order sir. to be able to get, in order to keep moving forward. Absolutely. You know, get from where you are to where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And... uh no matter what your circumstances are, no like you is. said, there's no excuses, man. No excuses. No excuses. Love it, man. Yeah. Lamar, bro, really appreciate you jumping on this yeah. podcast with us today, bro. Family, look, I am beyond humbled by this experience.
1: And again, I have to thank you, Mr. Gibbs, for allowing me a platform to get my story out there. I want to be the voice for the voiceless because, again, so many people have situations that aren't this severe mm-hmm. but we feel like i in. Mean, i can't
0: but i am here to show you that i'm here to show you that mountains can be moved love it man and this is not going to be the first one you guys want to see lamont back on this podcast i might even take a trip out to georgia and we continue on with this i i, I see a series coming out of this you guys want to see more from lamont hear more from him just let me know in the comment section Just, you know what you do? Comment Lamont below. And uh, I'm going to make sure we do a lot more content. There's a lot of things I have planned with uh, Lamont. And um, we're going to be in discussion with that. Let me know what you guys want to see. You know, I personally think that a lot of people are going to be motivated, inspired, and ready to take action after this particular episode. And that was the purpose of this episode but there's so much more that this man can teach you and this is why I wanted him in my corner as well keep me motivated keep me pushing remember that I don't have any excuses so if you have an excuse or if you know anybody with an excuse make sure you reach out to them share this episode with them Absolutely. because there's, there's really no such thing as an excuse it's only the, the story that you tell yourself Absolutely. in your head you can overcome over overcome anything any type of adversity any type of obstacle anything but you gotta remember that it all starts here and as long as you're willing to apply obviously the first step is always gonna be hard yes right but if you take the if you fall on the first step get up take the next step so again man you know there's a lot that I'm gonna Be reaching out for. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm inspired, man. I know I I I can't even look, can't see y'all. Can't see my head standing up, man. This man is incredible, right here. To be able to take your circumstances, man, and be able to inspire other people with it, man. And I I really appreciate you coming out here today, man, to be able to do it. This man drove out from the Atlanta area to North Carolina to make this happen. Mm And uh, there's so much more we're gonna we're gonna be doing. So if our listeners wanted to reach out to on social media, man, how do they do that?
1: My Instagram. That's the best platform to reach me. Capabilities underscore
0: not underscore disabilities. Capabilities underscore underscore not underscore, not underscore disabilities. disabilities. Yeah. Love it. Make sure, I'm gonna link that in the description box below this video as well. Make sure you reach out to Lamont. And uh, same way he's encouraging you, you can encourage him as well, right? That's what we all here for, to help each other be able to go from where we are to where we want to go. Any last words for our listeners who who, who are struggling to take action? Man, I would say the
1: best point is, like I said, just meditate. We, We have to. Everybody has such a fast paced life. We're all so busy we never take time for ourselves. I guarantee you if you receive a phone call, you will run at the opportunity to go save someone else in that situation. But if you wanted to do something for yourself, you'll find every excuse under the sun not to get it done. So let's reverse role play. Instead of running to everyone else's aid, take a moment to be still Mm. and take care of yourself first.
0: Man, I couldn't have said that better myself. That that really relates to what I was talking about having a big enough reason why outside of yourself, man. Absolutely. Love it. Lamont McCloud, guys, you guys need to, um, number one, like this video, make sure you get them likes up so that, uh, we can push this out to more people on YouTube and throughout the podcast, uh, universe. Let's just say that. And that way more people can hear this message. People need to hear this stuff, less fluff, and be able to get out there and take action. The only way you can take action is by number one, doing, but you need the information to know how to do as well. Lamont McLeod, check him out on social media. Uh, you want to see more of Lamont, comment Lamont in the comment section below. And uh there's a lot more that we could talk about in this in this uh this regard. We want to definitely uh set up a series of videos to help motivate you to be able to take action if you're struggling to take action right now. And in the meantime, I need you guys to get out there and take massive action in order to get massive results. Looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Peace.